Welcome to the Live Right Now podcast with author, speaker, and chef Wendell Fowler and me, the official ringer of the Fiber Bell, producer Alan. This is where food and faith come together in a recipe for mindful living as we talk about how we can live right now. Back at it again. Yep. Live Right Now podcast. Chef Wendell. Hey, good Alan. to see you, Alan. Yep. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm great. How are you, Wendell? I'm wonderful. Couldn't be better. If I was any better, it'd have to be two people, Alan. Ooh. <laughs> boom. What would we do with more than one of you? I think this. I, I think that's what God knew when he, he didn't let me reproduce any children. I think he knew one of me is enough. <laughs> oh, my And I'm good. okay with that. I like me a lot, so... So, so let's get to it. We've got some uh, some interesting stuff here to talk yes, about. There's yes, a little gotta, controversy. Everybody, you know, we all like tofu. I and mean, we don't all like tofu, but tofu is ubiquitous. I mean, every time we turn around, there's something jumping off the shelf at you with tofu. Yeah, well, let's take, a, well, let's take a listener poll. Okay, everybody who likes tofu, raise your hand. Oh, hey. And, and, and we thank both of you. Yeah, so. <laughs> we thank both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. it, it's, it you know, but the thing is, is tofu... Actually, bad for this is tofu phobia, some a new disease like vegephobia. Oh, we've seen both ways. So, which is it? Well, I know, but you know, I used to say, "What square white jiggles weighs about eight ounces will make you gag, and then can clear a room out in about ten seconds." <laughs> now, <I> say, tofu. <laughs> I was I going to come up with another answer, but it's not family friendly. No, so we'll yeah, exactly. Uh... <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of um, you know. I guess our thing is is, is this mass uh, phobia justified? Are the people who eating it regularly wrong? Are the people who are avoiding it wrong too? So this is what we want to address today. You know, but uh, it's very maligned. You know, it strikes dread in the hearts of the bravest culinary souls and paralyzing them in the fear of its mere mention. Alan, you know, I remember when the Golden Arches years ago um, and and Taco Bell. I call it Taco Hell. Um, you too? Yeah. <laughs> but they said, hey, we're, we're using textured vegetable protein in our stuff. And well, they didn't let us know. We had to find out and his, on the side. And we were like, ah, oh, gag, you know, they're trying to poison us. You know, back then, you know, this was a long time ago, probably back, you know, 30 years ago when they were doing this. But, uh, you know, like, I, like we agreed a while ago, we don't think there's going to be an international house of bean curd popping up soon. In as that much area. as I might like there to <laughs> be. Well, do you like tofu? I now? love tofu. Any soybean products that you're particularly fond of other than tofu? Just the tofu? Uh, edamame, edamame, miso. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm half Asian, so. Oh, well, there you, you go. Know, I, I kind of come by it naturally. But, I mean, it's, so, you know, it's good soy sauce. Yeah. Fermented, and that's yes. another fermented. So we're going to talk about fermented versus unfermented. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to be uh, can be talked to about this. But but you know, let's talk about the history of tofu. We kind of set it up here. Five thousand years, people have been eating this stuff and with no problems over in the east. You know, and uh, I saw my people I go away. Your people, with that's right. <laughs> thank you. We must thank your people. But you know, back then, and 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 in, in, in um, Asia, they don't genetically modify it. They don't subsidize the soybeans, and they don't genetically modify them. They don't do all any of this stuff to them that that, that uh, we do here in America. And I think that's uh, one of the things. So, so you know, people have been eating tofu for centuries. Um, it was invented by some dude called Lu An. It sounds like Lu An, no, but this is L I U A N, and that was in like 179 to 122 B C. Okay. Yeah, so going way back. This We're going is, way back. Talk you know? about old school. Oh, my gosh. He was a prince in the Han Dynasty while he was searching for a substance to help him achieve immortality. But, uh, and then back in 2838 BC, Chinese Emperor 
Ching Nung developed soy cultivation. Soybeans did not, however, grace our American tables until Samuel Bowen, I've never heard of him, brought it to the continent and Henry Young, Y-O-N-G-E, planted the first soy crop on his farm in Thunderbolt, Georgia. Now, you know, that was in 1765, so it's been around America for a long time. Did Henry, um, what I want to know is, did Henry know that when he seed the sows of soy, he would be saving us from the sorrow of serious sickness and senility? <laughs> did someone let a snake loose in here or something? <laughs> That's an amazing amount of alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but, the, the, but, you know, there's new findings about tofu, good, both good and bad, and, and, and as I painfully sifted through all the the mountains of information on the subject, I had to ask myself for a second, like, you know, is it actually bad for us? And I actually questioned it, you know, I'm thinking all along, we grew up thinking tofu, wow, soy, this is so healthy. They promoted this, preventing this disease and that disease and prolonging life and dementia. And uh, But you know, when you really read the studies, it's quite a different picture. Well, when you start to look at it, they, they, they marketed it as healthy. So you have to start thinking, well, um, is that the truth or not? Because well, where right. the money is, there. Oh boy, isn't that the know. truth? You know, um, I think what happens when, when you know, American government likes to subsidize crops once in a while, helps farmers. I mean, there's a lot of motivation for the subsidization. Once in a while? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, wink, wink. Um, it's a little bit too much, but they do it on the wrong foods. But, but so they subsidize corn and they subsidize soybeans specifically. And, and, and that's really all they're subsidizing right now. And more than half of American calories, half of America's calories, come from subsidized foods. Um, and that seems to be the problem because most, most federally subsidized foods are heavily processed and diets rich in them may have a profound negative effect on our health. And this came from JAMA, which is the mountaintop. Um, you know, and younger, poorer, less educated people eat vastly more quantities of subsidized food. And that has not proven to be a good thing, Alan, because Diets full of subsidized foods were rich, are rich in dairy, carbs, and meat, and low in fruits and vegetables and overall quality. So, which means the shift in, in subsidization, um, agricultural subsidies should be the production of healthier crops, like fruits and vegetables and beans and seeds and things like that, that we know for sure. There's no really science that's going to prove to us that soybeans are going to save us from disease, you know, it's, but it's cheap. Corn's the same thing. Probably part of your dashboard in your car is made <laughs> mm. from subsidized corn. And, and all these products too, when they're subsidized, they're GMO. And therein lies a huge problem. And, and, and so we need to make sure that, that uh, we know where our food comes from. And that's why they passed a lot of laws in the last year. The no source, no or point of origin needs to be put on certain foods. Right. You don't need to know where it comes from. Well, you know, well, what's, what's with that is what I want to know. Well, and that's where a large part of America's dietary problem comes from is that so much of the food is subsidized mm -hmm. that that's what becomes most readily available. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily the healthiest stuff, exactly. but because the money is behind these products, mm -hmm. that's what we're going to see on the shelves, and that's what people are going to be presented with first mm -hmm. to buy. They're gonna push that upon you because they make the most money. Well, they say, I think we've talked about more, high fructose corn syrup, okay? Right. Um, is cheaper to use in an industrial environment than is air or water because they've made it so cheap. It's just pennies per ounce. And 
And so that's why you see it in all your soft drinks and your candy bars and everything. You know, it's, it's everywhere. You, know, you can pick up almost anything at the grocery store and find high fructose and spaghetti sauces. It's, it's in everything It, it is in, because it's so cheap. So it's all about the profit of the big corporations uh, benefiting from the subsidization. No one wants you to eat fruits and vegetables. We know that in America. I mean, it's, it's, it, we used to joke about it, but why would they want us to become healthy in America? Because disease is an industry that makes bazillions of dollars you know, I mean, it's extraordinary. So, well, and when that's what—that's why we don't subsidize fruits and vegetables. Sure, and when that's what's available, particularly to people who don't have the money to buy—that's just it. Yeah. I agree, Alan. Yeah, I mean, if if you can't afford better food, I mean, if this is what mm-hmm. what's there for you, uh, for matters of time, for matters of money, that's what's happening yeah. to the American mm-hmm. diet. That's exactly. that's why we're in such a crisis. Mm-hmm. No, All right, well, you see a hamburger, French fries, and a Coke advertised at a fast food joint for three ninety nine, but then you see a garden salad at a restaurant going for eight ninety nine to ten dollars. I mean, there's there's your picture right there. That's they they make bad unhealthy food. Exactly right. So I've given I've I've kind of like given people a break lately, Alan, because not lately in the last few years. I used to look at people and, and judge. I, I'll admit, I go, how could somebody let themselves get so overweight and look so bad and healthy, unhealthy? And I would kind of pass judgment. I thought, I shouldn't be doing that. And then finally one day a light went on. I realized, you know, after I read all this research in my column, it's because it's so cheap that the people who can, can uh, that need healthy food the most, the poor who don't get good health care, they can't afford to eat healthy stuff. So they're eating this cheap stuff at McDonald's. So I have to go, it's not necessarily your fault. You're a victim of the system. You're a victim of where society's been set up. Well, sure, when it costs you as much to make a healthy meal at home as it does to t- get three or four drive-through meals, yeah. what, which are you going to choose if you're exactly. pinching pennies? Yeah. And you know, one other thing that the people out there um, who are buying the soy blindly, like you know, the people that don't read labels or don't keep up on what's going on in their world, uh, they're not familiar with this glyphosate, which is a chemical in Roundup herbicide. Now, when you say subsidized foods, you know that they're going to be sprayed aggressively with, with agrochemicals, the ones that we don't want well, in you, our body. You've got to understand that when the crops are being subsidized, who else is getting a lot of money for, for all of that? Oh. It's the, you know, the herbicide companies. Oh, the, the, the Monsanto, I call them, are, are just, they're the, 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 the pariah of our planet right now because they create all this stuff. But, uh, you know, soybean crops, for example, are heavily sprayed with chemical herbicides such as the glyphosate, aka Roundup, which researchers, especially a group of French researchers, have found to be highly carcinogenic. Um, it's been the subject of controversy for years, Alan, and it's only become a, a known serious problem just recently. But it includes, it, it messes up your endocrine uh, system. It creates allergies, asthma, autism spectrum disorders, gastrointestinal disorders, rhinitis, obesity, leukemia, lymphoma, and other forms of cancer. I mean, what, what, whoa, what's going on? Again, we've talked before. There's a dude sitting at the desk somewhere and a committee of a board of directors who actually condone this sort of behavior of, of, of actually killing, killing our fellow man to make a profit and, and deceiving him, selling a product that is, they know darn right is inferior and damaging to the earth suit slice holy temple, but yet they go to, night, go to bed every night with a smile on their face, counting their pennies in their bank account, and that's, that's what blows me away. One of the primary reasons 
people stay away from soybeans is 90% of all the soybeans growing in the United States are GMO. Now again, a lot of them are used for feeding the cows and, 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 and the livestock that feed and put meat on our table. But then think about it, <laughs> it's the food chain. You're eating something that ate poison. It's like if you eat a fish in the White River who ate PCBs and then you eat that fish, you're gonna get the same PCBs in your body. And this is, this is a science. And that's why pollution is such a problem in uh, all of this as well. But uh, that's, that's a, another thing altogether. Well, since the upsurgence, um, the introduction of GMO foods, and I think it was 1996, um, we've seen an upsurge in low birth weight babies, infertility, and other problems. And animal studies have shown that devastating effects from GMO soy include, I think we said allergies, uh, birth defects, offspring death rates are five times higher. Um, what, what's going on? I mean, so, so this is what you need to know to make a better decision. We're gonna tell you two, we're gonna tell you all the bad stuff. But you know, glyphosate. I'm not going to pronounce this right. Glyphosate. <laughs> try saying that ten times yeah, fast, and, and you won't get it right. But it's the most widely uh, vilified um, herbicide linked to Monsanto's uh, Roundup. And this this came from Food Democracy Now. Uh, and the detox program announced that that these this is we're just the alarming levels of chemicals on them is what we is the big issue here uh the epa but the newest findings also come as the epa postponed a hearing which hearings which were due to explore uh glyphosate linked to cancer in humans last year 17 leading global cancer experts from the who the world health organization international agency for research on cancer that's a long name they sparked a firestorm when they classified glyphosate as a class 2A probable human carcinogen. And yet they spray it on our wheat right before they harvest it. They spray it on everything. Why they're doing this, I don't know. I don't even think I want to know. You must forgive me for thinking that there's a plan in place to reduce the population on the earth. <laughs> but who knows? But I don't understand, again, how these people can sleep at night and, and dream, beautiful dreams when they know that they're actually on, on, on part of this. Because think about this, our kids. Around the growing controversy, it, testing started back in 250, you know, 2015, I should say. And they're finding alarming levels of glyphosate in General Mills Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Raisin Bran Frosted Flakes, and uh, here's another one, and PepsiCo's Doritos Cool Ranch, Ritz Crackers, well, the list goes on oh, it just, and on Yeah, and on. it just goes on and on and on, you know? And so, again, we're playing God. And we're trying to make food cheaper so we can make more money off of it at the same time innocent people are dying. So who's playing God here? Yeah, but they're, they're trying to increase their, their yield, and in turn, it ends up decreasing the population. <laughs> well, that, well, in, increasing problem, profits while decreasing the population. So that's what they're trying to do. If they are trying to reduce the population, which a lot of conspiracy, look, they've been talking about reducing the population since the 16th and 1700s. So it's not like it's a new thing. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about no, no, conspiracy. we don't want to. We're do here that. to talk about the, the the nutritional value or, exactly. or lack thereof of of what's available to us now and how we can do something to be more mindful of, of what we're doing and be better. At, exactly. At that. You know, we need to pay attention to your food and think about how it's going to make us feel um, and, and, and what it's going to do to our bodies. And is it going to serve us? Is it going to make us better? Is it going to make us closer to God? Is it going to, is it going to make me a better person, make me a more loving person, or going to make me a sicker person? 
Um, but anyway, we just we need to we need to think about where our food comes from, Alan. And that's what we forget. We just kind of forget where it comes from. We go to the store and buy something off the shelf, and, and trust you know instantly that it's going to be okay. So when we go to the store, how can we check to see what has been exposed? You know, where our, where our food has how can we see what our food food has been exposed to right. whether it's GMO whether it's had the herbicides is there a mm -hmm. way to tell no. well you're not going to learn it on mass you know, on on mainstream media whether it's TV print or otherwise you're never going to hear this because there's a lot of money invested into into sequestering this information so first of all we have to make ourselves we have to make ourselves knowledgeable we need to listen to what we're talking about today for example or pick up a magazine other than something mainstream and get some more research and find out we need to do more research on tofu before we can actually assassinate it again I think the main thing is is, is what we do to it in America how we change it and manipulate it and we and then there and it's the problem but we need to read the labels I suppose more than anything else and recognize that um, Fermented tofu or soybean products are pretty cool, like miso, tofu, or not tofu isn't fermented. No, tempeh. Um, tempeh, uh, and the soy sauces and these things, even though they have a lot of sodium in them. But, uh, well, you can get the again, low sodium soy more. sauce, though. But you can get that, sure. That and then there's wheat-free uh, um, soy sauce out there now called tamari, mm -hmm. which tastes just like it for the people who are gluten-sensitive. So, I mean, I think they're aware that we know. <laughs> that something's wrong. So you gotta read the labels. Now, if they pass these laws that say, you don't have to say whether something's GMO or not, like uh, Whole Foods just went through something like that, then it's going to become really hard to tell who the good guys are and who the bad guys are here. Um, but for now, check your labels. Yeah, most important right now, I think that's all you can do, and just and check who's making it. There's some, to see the integrity that kind of, you can go back and research a company pretty far back and find out whether they've had any violations or they've been busted for anything like that. But there are some good people out there putting out some really good products. So we shouldn't, like you say, as mom used to say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so right. to speak. Don't throw the tofu what? out with the tofu curd. You know what that liquid is in tofu? I, I don't know. That's tofu curd. You know, is tofu it? is basically cheese made from uh, fermented soy milk. So how do we make how do we make milk how do we make our everyday cheese? We take milk, we curdle it, and we turn it into cheese. So all the tofu is is the milk from the soybean, coagulated and turned into cheese, and that's kind of what tofu is. It's, there you go. There you go. I did not know that. Soy cheese. Soy cheese. Soy cheese. I certainly sound like three stooges. Ah, soy cheese. Why soytenly? Why soytenly? Just say soytenly to, to non-GMO. Um, but yeah, I mean, follow the money too. You know, I, I, I just think we just need to do it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and then soy protein isolate we talked about recently. Yes, yes. Every freaking protein bar. Yeah, actually, I was at the grocery store the other day and I couldn't find one that did not have soy protein isolate. You've got to go to a health food store to find one that, that doesn't. Well, and again, it's because of the subsidies that that's become again, so prevalent. exactly. It's made it so cheap. So they go, hey, sitting around the board of directors, uh, Hey, look, we got this thing going here. Now we're gonna make lots of money. Now, how do we make the public? How do we deceive the public into thinking this is a healthy product? So they'll gobble this all up, and we'll make billions of dollars. You know, yeah, and we, that's what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, not to say that we don't want the farmers to make money because here of in Indiana we we've do. got we tons of farmers, farmers and yeah, yeah exactly. and we've got lots of friends who are farmers. Oh, so I, I, my I, family! I wish oh my gosh! No amount of harm. <laughs> no, absolutely no. Listen, farm the. The family farm is the backbone of America, except they've been busted down and broken so hard and, and, and destroyed and dismantled that um, this is why there's a big movement back to get back to local farming again. But it's been hard. To, to, they shut it down, made it almost impossible for farmers, except the mass production farmers, to do this kind of work. They, 
soybean machines harvesting that takes four acres at one shot, you know? Well, not to get into, you know, the matter of economics and such, but some of the, you know, the farmers have to be subsidized if they're going to make any money in a lot of cases because the this companies who are making the products don't want to pay them what mm -hmm. it's worth yeah. for the good products. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's, it's a whole chain of things. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's, we just need to know a little bit of it, though, just to make sure that, that we're well enough informed. So we got to understand that there's a lot of junk science out there, too. There's a lot of studies that show that there's a lot of very positive things that could come out of soy, and, and I think there is, but I think it has to come from the non-GMO. Again, we need to, to uh, realize who wrote the study. Is it with the soy industry? Did the, did the writers of the test of the study have any financial ties to the soy industry? And this is all very much, there's no conscience out there anymore, Alan. Well, and that's, that's the thing about these studies about soy. You can find studies to go either way. So, oh, yeah. as a writer, where, where, I'm learning. Yeah, you know, yeah, as a consumer, where do where do we yeah. stand in all of that? Yeah, so it is. You have to. First of all, we have to wait for the science to play itself out. But the problem is, you have to know where to look to start. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to look outside mainstream media and go to other podcasts other than this one. Listen to people who are scientists who can who can give you the truth. There's a lot of people who have a powerful motivation to deceive you into thinking something's healthy because they're invested in it. Uh, they, got, they got skin in the game, so to speak. Well, if you look at who's funding the studies, for instance. <sighs> Unbelievable, yeah, I know. But well, you, you can find either side funding studies to tell you one way or the other. Yes, you can. And it can get to be very confusing. Yes, it can. I can go online when I'm running a column and, and, and almost find exactly what I want to say in the way I want to say it and, and get support for what I want to say. But then there's always someone who's saying the exact opposite. You know, that's why we got to do our homework and, and don't blindly trust authority. I'm not saying don't disrespect, I'm not saying disrespect authority, but I'm saying there are certain people in authority out there who are, are paid to do these things that are like they're the vitamin people. They're trying to vilify vitamins right now. And I know that someone's being paid a lot of money to make sure that does, that happens. But, so uh, let's see what we can do to shine the light on a little bit more of the truth here. No, I agree. I, I agree. Um, Oh, in 2001, this goes back to, um, these are the good things. And there was a San Diego in California, the fourth international symposium. This is the title of it, on the role of soy in preventing and treating chronic disease. That's quite a mouthful. So a mutually agreed upon conclusion was reached. Non-GMO organic soy may possibly have a positive effect on cognitive function. Two preliminary research studies presented at the symposium showed that soy actually improved several aspects of cognitive function, especially verbal memory. Uh, that would help me a lot. <laughs> Hopefully this is good news that will you know, alleviate any concerns you've had about the soy dementia issue because the soy board reminds us to keep things in perspective. The negative effects were also found, were, excuse me, the negative effects were found only an epidemiological study. However, animal studies suggested just the opposite. So, hmm, you know, what do you do? And this is somewhat contrary to the NIH did a study with the Dr. Lon Wright. I remember reading this 15 years ago or a long time ago. He's of the Pacific Health Research Institute. He conducted a study of about 3,800 middle-aged Japanese-American men that were eating tofu more than twice a week and thought that it may be linked to dementia. 
I remember. Yes, I've, I've Do you remember that. seeing yes. that? It was a big study. I, I was like, ah, oh, see ya. But his theory was that the phytoestrogens in tofu interfere with the brain's estrogen receptors and keep the brain from properly using estrogen. So his article appeared in, the, in uh, I think it was the Journal of American College of Nutrition. But listen to this. This is the quote the doctor. I would, be, I, would, I would be violating a cardinal rule if I said my data says that you shouldn't eat tofu or other soy foods. Aha, I'm thinking to myself. Uh, from the horse's mouth, as That's it were. right. He emphasized this data can't be turned into sweeping conclusions and the findings must be considered preliminary. And then according to uh, uh, a staff at the writer who was covering uh, the story, quoted that it's the first time scientists have labeled a dietary risk factor for the disease that affects 2% of our nation's 65-year-olds and up and up to 16% of the 80-year-olds. So, so finally... And those numbers are growing. Yeah, exactly. Um, his study was based on, here's the kicker, processed tofu, which is not fermented and should be considered another endorsement for the fermented forms of the bean. So fermented is best. People always say, well, you don't like tofu, but you eat tempeh. I said, that's right, because it's fermented and uh, you're, not, you're not going to get, and I buy non-GMO organic. And we eat, we eat tofu or uh, tempeh almost every day. So there gives you a little bit of how people can easily get confused, Alan. You know, when you're getting this report and you're getting that report and, you know, and, and again, every study um, that shows something positive was underwritten by the soy industry or, again, somebody had financial ties to said industry you know yeah. God, we gotta make choices alan you know well that's that's it it's all about the choices food is what keeps you alive you know food you, you know food is how you control the quality of your aliveness and and so that's why eating pure clean right from nature the way god made it to eat is the only way our bodies are ever gonna peak and get to the highest level that we can reach in our in our existence in this realm so to wrap it up, bottom line, tofu good or bad? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I just I think we've given people enough information that I I, I, I don't want to say don't eat it. I don't want to include make someone not want to eat it or to eat it. I, I just take this information when you go to the store and help it make you make better decisions. And that's all. keep eating it, but make sure you get the right kind of tofu. Make sure you get fermented tofu. Uh, or, or the soybeans, um, miso, um, and stay away from the protein isolates, the, the synthesized, the chemicalized, the concentrated, stuff like that. See, again, it's eat closer to nature. Yep. And, and the natural way to eat soy over you know, the course of history seems to be eat it in a for fermented form. Exactly. And again, yeah, I mean, that's how they started eating it thousands of years ago. Yeah, I did them okay back then, and it's just that things have changed, you know, in our life and our world. And, and I think that's, yes, we have to feed a lot of people, Alan, but we shouldn't be cutting corners when it comes to the health of the people that inhabit this planet. And if you're looking for recipes for tempeh, for oh my tofu, gosh, my, my cookbooks are lousy with tempeh and tofu so I, i've got More a great tempeh. recipe that I've, I've i've stolen from you from uh, one of the television segments i'll include that in a show oh, notes absolutely for this. it was a curry uh, wasn't it uh, it was a like a thai peanut sauce Ooh, oh yeah peanuts uh, it oh, was yeah, very yeah it's one of my my household's favorites oh it's great oh, so I, i'll include that here oh, good. Uh, oh. if you'd like more recipes go to chef wendell's books uh, you can right. find those on the website chefwendell.com anything else you'd like to add before we get at no. it hashtag team wendell 
Ah, yes. We have a Facebook page for kids now. We're, we're, we're working with the children now. And, uh, Go Team Wendell. Go Team Wendell. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're going out and representing at, uh, events now and things like that. So, yes, we love you folks. We love you. The reason we're doing this is because we were put on a mission on this world. Alan and I both were given a responsibility. Um, we've opened up our, our, um, our, our mission, and now we're on it, and that's why we're here. Because we love you. We care about what happens to you. Uh, we're all connected. We're all part of one big family. And when you're healthy, I'm healthy. There you go. So when it comes to soy, we have the information for you now. You can make your own decisions. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to help inform your decision so that you can make better decisions, be more the you that you are meant to be. Oh. And in that moment, learn to be able to live right now. Preach it, Alan. We sincerely hope you like what you heard and you'll look for us on iTunes and Stitcher. Maybe even leave a comment for us and join us next time as we talk about ways that you can live right now.